Hey, I promise I won't start off with autotune on my voice this time. That was a dumb idea. In this episode, we dive into the art of doing nothing and why it's great for us. But first, some coffee. Welcome to episode two of Coffee Break with Sahad, and I'm Sahad. I started this podcast to dive deeper into the topics that interest me, mainly regarding us humans in the hopes that I'll enrich your life in some way, and mine as well through the process of creating these. So it's a win-win for us both. I was on the train the other day, and I looked around to see that most people were staring at their phones. Keep in mind that there was no cell service. There was no connection to the internet. So what were they looking at? I peeked over at one person's phone because I can be a looky-loo sometimes. Um, out of curiosity, I swear. I have no malicious intent behind it, trust me. I'm highly interested in marketing, so it's imperative that I keep on top of the things that people's attentions are going towards. So I looked over at this lady's phone and saw that she was scrolling through her contacts. I've seen other people playing games on their phones too, or reading something or watching something, which is all fine and good. But then I started to... um. Think about how much of our collective time is spent behind either creation or consumption. Where's the third pillar? Where's the nothingness? Sure, there's sleep, but that's sleep. There's that's mandatory time that needs to be spent behind being offline from the world. Are we giving ourselves enough time to do absolutely nothing? Just sitting somewhere and willingly having the intention of not doing anything? Chances are that most of us are not, myself included. Now keep in mind that there's a finite amount of time in a day and every hour is allotted towards doing something. Compared to someone who lived a century ago, we're far, far, far busier. We wake up, we go to school or work, we come back home, and then we're busy with taking care of our personal lives. Then we sit in front of the TV or the laptop or do are on our phones. We're either creating work or we're consuming constantly. A person living right now is a busy person. And then we catch ourselves in some downtime. A person living right now is a busy person. And when we catch ourselves in some downtime, we feel guilty about it. That we're not being productive enough. And that is how our collective society is shaped. The hustle is given precedence over inaction. There's such an importance given over hustling in life that there's a subset of our population who feel anxious from the thought of it and end up with an inaction. I was, I was one of them. Advancements in tech have been a beautiful thing. And the rise of portable devices like laptops and phones have given rise to the idea of always being connected. This alone opened up our world to a whole plethora of opportunities. Social media brings us together. Uber takes us places. Airbnb gives us a place to sleep in a foreign city. 
We're undergoing such a golden era of technology, which only exists to serve us, but at the same time, we're connected at all times. So we can be anywhere and still have the capability to connect to everything and everyone virtually. And that tends to eat away at our doing nothing time. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Screen time does not count as downtime. Our minds are still engaged. We're still consuming. Our eyes are focused. Our ears are pointed towards something. There's little free flow of our thoughts within. We, we may be on Instagram and our minds are being directed by whatever we're scrolling through. Oh, that person got a new dog. I love dogs. I want a dog. But should I get one? Maybe in a couple years. Our thoughts branch out from what we see, but they're still within the realms of what we're seeing. Our mind's still engaged. Same can be said about shows, movies, games. Our minds are generally within a certain boundary of where our attention is. Now, I grew up through a huge tech revolution, just like I bet many of you did. I spent my early childhood during the pre-internet era. Spend most of my days going to school, then coming back home and doing homework and then playing with the toys or friends around the neighborhood. I lived in Bangladesh until I was nine years old. And you can bet that I had a lot more to study there than the average kid here in North America. I remember that my dad got a computer at home when I was about, I don't know, like six or seven. I had a few games on it, but there was no internet the limited amount of games available to me meant that I wouldn't be able to play on the computer for long before getting bored and moving on to my toys or again, playing with friends around the neighborhood. When we moved to Canada, it was pretty similar. I used to spend most of my time just, you know, outside of school playing with friends again, who lived within walking distance. But eventually, we got hooked onto the internet, and with it came a revolution, Amazon Messenger. I remember being on it for most of my time after school and on weekends, trying to get my crush's attention or just talking to my friends on it was all I did. So at some time during my early teens was when we collectively decided that outside just wasn't cool anymore. Online was. It was the new thing. Then came Facebook during my high school years. Every year they'd add a new feature to engage us even more than the previous year. First, the wall, then the messaging, then games and so many other things followed. With social media, the rise of so many other things occurred. Games became even more complicated and interesting. Websites became more engaging. Streaming movies and shows became a thing. We were connecting with each other through very, very new ways. Soon after, I got a phone, albeit it was a dumb phone. Texting became a habit. Soon after that, I got my first smartphone, which connected my world to an online world full of apps. WhatsApp, Instagram, mobile games, and a plethora of engaging platforms came into being from this. We were hooked even more. The majority of my childhood was spent on an ever-increasing online world, which engaged me even more than the day before. 
it was more convenient to talk to a person over on Facebook Messenger than having to meet up. So we became pen pals for the majority of our relationships. Again, we were hooked and we still are in more ways than we were before. But we're not used to this level of engagement. Our minds are used to a long gone world of staring at nothingness for countless amounts of time. We used to actually be bored. Now, even if we feel bored, there's always something readily available right around the corner to engage us at a nearby screen. Netflix, Amazon, Tinder, etc. You get the you get the idea. How are we expected to cope with such a high amount of engagement? We can't do it. It's just not humanly possible to constantly be engaged and be mentally sound. We're not built for it. Years and eons ago, we'd be doing one task at a time. We'd focus all of our attention on one thing. Then we'd move on to the next with spaces in between. That's how it worked. But now we're multitasking like there's no tomorrow. You know, let's slow down a bit for our own sakes. Look, I'm not trying to present some new case to the way that we should live. I'm reiterating what a lot of people much smarter than I am have been on about. They've been telling us to slow down for the sake of our mental well-being, to stop for a bit and appreciate the empty space. Our modern culture has us looking up to super hustlers and looking down on downtime. I think it's about time we start to look at our aspirations as a marathon not a sprint. Instead of going at it with full speed towards a destination, let's do it in a timely way. Things that we want for us will happen for us, but only if we look after ourselves. We'll arrive there just in time. Are you sold? Because I am. And guess what? Doing nothing also increases productivity and creativity, both of which we all want to have, right? It improves concentration while reducing stress. It encourages deep thinking and problem solving. And above all, in a world like today, it's good to take a step back sometimes from the hustle and bustle of the daily life. It gives us time to reflect, to become better people. We have room to think about big picture stuff rather than just being in the trenches day in and day out, just bashing away at a to-do list. But wait, you might say, Sahad, where am I going to get the free time? Where am I going to find it? You always have time. 15 to 30 minutes out of your day won't mess your life up, will it? Take a chunk out of your phone time into nothing time. But how do we even get ourselves to take that step back? How do we get ourselves to do nothing? Firstly, set aside 15 minutes out of your day or 30 minutes, ideally. Go to a park. Or if it's too cold like it is in Toronto... Right now, go to a coffee shop, just grab some coffee or just sit somewhere else in your home where you normally don't sit. Obviously, I'm going to endorse coffee because this is coffee break, but you should know that I'm not sponsored by coffee. I get zero dollars from coffee. I myself zone out when I'm on my commute home every day. On weekends, I'll take a walk to the nearest coffee shop or grocery store if I just don't feel like doing nothing at home for a little bit. I'll just listen to the sounds around me. People walking and talking, birds chirping, the wind, the cars. 
This always seems to reset my mind. Instead of thinking about the million things I usually think about, I get centered and I'm in the present. Wherever is convenient for you, go there. Don't do anything that'll engage your mind. Let all the information around you flow through you. Don't acknowledge anything. You'll notice your stress and anxiety levels decrease. Keep in mind to make sure they have no distractions. Set your phone to silent if need be. Get away from people if need be who are likely to interrupt your own downtime. Get away from screens. A lot of people also swear by meditation, but my personal definition of meditation isn't the default sitting somewhere cross-legged with your eyes closed, just getting your mind to a still. Meditation can be just a walk with you, just letting all the visuals and sounds around you flow through you. It can be doing the dishes even, where it's become so automatic that your mind doesn't have to think critically about your actions. You're just doing while your mind sits idly by. But if you're after actual meditation, good for you. More power to you. For those of you who are willing to try it, there are guided meditations on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music, pretty much anywhere. Try this as well. When you have some downtime, start noticing your breathing. Don't try to control it. Don't judge how deep or shallow your breathing is. Just observe it as a third party. Listen to yourself breathing and focus on your chest expanding and detracting as air flows through you. Try to swat away any other thoughts that arise, and they will, trust me. You'll notice soon enough that your breathing has gotten deeper and you're far more relaxed. From Alan Watts to Navy SEALs, they all swear by such simple breathing exercises to get your head straight. If you're willing to try something else that I personally do a lot of, try searching up a music genre called ambient music. There are playlists everywhere, again, on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. This specific genre usually has no drums, just soothing, really calm tones. You can have a playlist playing in the background of your commute or when you're walking while well, you're just doing nothing. If you're naturally inclined towards art, you can also try free flow creating you can just tinker at a piano or a keyboard without any end goal, or just doodle. This also tends to center us. I personally also love to wander around a place where I've never been to before. Wandering around and just letting your mind do nothing is also such a great thing to do. Above all, don't feel guilty about doing nothing. You need to do nothing at times. Despite popular beliefs, you don't need to always be doing something productive. You don't need to run at a million miles an hour during all waking hours. This guilt really gets the best of me sometimes too. But when I realize that I'm feeling guilty about such a dumb thing like this, I gently bring myself back to understanding that I need to do nothing at times to be more effective at doing the things when I'm doing the things. Uh, but if you can't help it, don't feel guilty about feeling guilty about doing nothing. Trust me. Thoughts? Questions? Agree? Disagree? Leave a comment or review wherever you are and I'll see it. 
or head over to my Instagram at I am Sahad and let's talk. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you in the next one.